I'm Thomas Gideon, and this is the audio diary of a peculiar character. In it, I share thoughts about food, drink, beer, travel, music, and life in general in five-minute segments. You can read more at the companion site of a peculiar character at peculiarcharacter.com. It's been a few months since I shared a brewing update, and since I've been making pretty solid progress, I thought I'd share another one. When I last talked about my home brewing in July, I think I had just bottled the British IPA. That beer turned out spectacularly well. I'm very, very proud of that. I'm happy that it really did everything that I wanted the recipe rework to do. The next beer after that was my first wheat beer ever of any kind, let alone, in this case, a Hefeweizen. It was an old idea from several years ago. I think I talked about it maybe in the last brewing update, anticipating making that beer. We had a bumper crop of rhubarb a couple of years ago when we first started uh, participating in our community-supported agricultural program. That's a, a weekly farm box that we get from a local grower. We get all kinds of seasonal stuff. And in that first year, we just got a lot of rhubarb and we're struggling with what we should do with it all. We put it in all kinds of baked goods. We even made simple syrup to go into cocktails and, and flavor other kinds of drinks. Uh, and quite frankly, exhausted everything that we knew to do. It occurred to me then that it might be an interesting beer ingredient to try, but it's taken all this time to actually try it. Well, that beer turned out okay, I would say, and with at least two or three things that I'm very clearly going to do differently the next time around. Hefeweizen's rely on ester formations is just one of the many compounds that can be produced by beer yeast to bring forward a, uh, a spicy note, usually evocative of cloves. It turns out that this is a highly contingent on good temperature control, and while I did cool the beer consistently throughout its fermentation, uh, apparently maybe allowing it to warm as it finished might have resulted in more pleasant esters rather than some of the sort of uh, used band-aid or burnt rubber esters that can come out. Now, that off flavor in the beer was very mild, so I think it's just a minor tweak when I make it next time. Also, I had some head retention problems, which I think could be uh, a consequence of how much free chlorine there is in the, the county water supply. Uh, I've been experimenting with beers since then on treating that, I think, with good effect, both uh, noticeably knocking it out when heating the water to get the mash going. The rhubarb edition turned out great. I'm really happy with that. I think that was probably the single most successful aspect of that beer. There's some process tweaks that I would make, maybe adjusting the grain bill a bit. I had a very, very stuck sparge. That just means that when it came to draw the sugar water at the end of the mash off to then boil it with hops before eventually inoculating it with yeast, uh, it was very hard to actually get the unfermented beer, the wort, out of the mash tun. The beer I made after that was a spiced brown ale that just went into the bottle a few weeks ago. It was down uh, longer conditioning because I spiced it, and I really wanted to give time for a clean finish on the ferment uh, to really infuse the spice as well and then allow the spices to integrate. I tasted it last week, and it was carbonated after only one week in the bottle, but uh, still kind of... Uh, rough, not all as integrated and uh, as flavorful as I wanted in terms of allowing everything to kind of settle down and be a bit more harmonious. So I'll probably continue to condition that in the bottle for another few more weeks before starting to share that one around. The beer after that that's still in the fermenter as I record this is uh, Burton Ale. 
This is the base beer uh, behind my barley wine that I started the year with that I think I talked about in the, the last brewing update. And that's a little cloudier in the fermenter than I might like. I'm thinking I'll give it another week and just assess where it's at and maybe rack that to uh, a secondary, that is to just rack it into another fermenter. That can pull it off of the leaves, the leavings of the yeast, and make it maybe a little bit easier for anything raining in suspension to precipitate out, resulting in a clearer beer. Time undoubtedly will help this beer clarify, no matter whether I rack it or not. I'm already planning the final beer for the year. This is the eighth beer in my brewing every six weeks, and uh, just a testament to how successful that commitment to myself has been. I'll be brewing on the American Homebrew Association's Learn to Homebrew Day, which should be fun, and I'll be making one of my oldest recipes, the one I traditionally close the year with, my oatmeal stout. I've already tweaked the recipe up a little bit to make it a little truer to style, strengthen things that I like about it, simplify it a little bit, leverage some of the things I learned, and I think most importantly try to bring much more of the characteristic creaminess of an oatmeal stout into the beer by increasing to a, a more correct proportion the amount of oats that will actually go into that. So I'll report back in a few months with progress on that beer and uh, looking forward. I have some exciting recipes coming up and projects in the brewing space, and those will be fun to share. I would like to thank the Internet Archive for media hosting and bandwidth. The views expressed on this program are my own and where applicable those of my guests and in no way reflect those of my employer or anyone else. This show is produced from 100% recycled bits. Except where noted, permission to recycle those further is granted under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 United States License. That means you're free to change this show as much as you like as long as you don't alter credits and you share your changes under the same license. Theme music is Slow Burn by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.